0: This is Amy Roberts on Space Channel Comics Youth Can you read me? Over Again, this is Amy Roberts on Space Channel Comics Youth Reaching out for signs of life Over This is an emergency message We've run out of snacks Urgent requests for monster munch and mini party sausages pronto Over Uh, Hello? Anyone? Anyone out there? Engaging melodramatic flag on sequence for snacks in five, four, three,
1: two, one.
0: love oh, the name of the king. that was intergalactic by beastie boys uh me faves me absolute faves love them lads love them uh, and this is comics youth radio presents lockdown at the disco with me your host amy roberts currently floating about in her little isolation chamber in zero gravity because this is the space episode and we stand over commitment to a theme here <laughs> Um, as ever, this is our usual content warning for the episode. While every effort is made to ensure that no inappropriate language or content slips through the Comic sooth radio net, which, as you well know if you're a regular listener, it's a very thorough, thick net, you know, that hardly ever lets inappropriate language through. Hardly ever. Um, there may still be some content and lyrics which could be inappropriate for younger listeners, so parental discretion is advised. Now then, uh, besides the simple fact that space is just a super cool thing to talk about uh, and an ace subject for songs and albums to revolve around, um, we're focusing on space today because I think we're all feeling a little bit more alien than usual at the moment. Uh, I don't know, maybe there's uh, this, this kind of dissonance between what we're experiencing and doing and seeing and what the government is telling us, for instance. Um, <laughs> you know, lock, lockdown has eased up quite a bit, uh, but the pandemic ain't over, folks. Uh, I hope you're all carrying on wearing your masks and sanitizing your hands and washing your hands and keeping a distance and not hugging the people that you'd really like to hug um just to keep everyone safe um and while we're all starting to return to little pockets of normality here and there um everything just feels a little bit otherworldly and weird at times um you know it's like we may as well be on a different planet sometimes and lord knows wouldn't we favor that at the moment (laughs) uh like alien vibes aside i think We would all probably favor moving to a different planet if it meant we could officially and finally get away from the tories uh but sadly that's not an option at the moment um but as and when it is hot damn we're gonna build us a spaceship and get the heck out of here uh let's go all let's go live amongst the stars like clangers shall we um you know god can you imagine the tories be like clangers they're immigrants. No, oh, they can't be coming into this country. This is just for white folk and rich people. Ah. Oh, and don't get me started, you know. I'm in a mood with the Tories. Uh anyway, God. I always vow that I'm not gonna get political, so I'm just gonna shut up. Uh this is <laughs> this is Modest Mouse with space travel is boring. A statement that I strongly disagree with, by the way, but Oh boy, what a sweet racket this is. What a
2: summer pass, it's a for our moon, it was second to class, but what's to lose? And looking at a window, she can one that assume that you can't see air or time.
0: girl that was alien she by bikini kill and i think that's just a great song about alienation and feeling other you know particularly when it comes to feeling pressured to adhere to assigned gender norms and heteronormative aesthetic um those of us who are marginalized be it for health reasons our gender identity our sexuality or our race or ethnicity we can feel other and alien within mainstream society uh more so than the average joe uh and by average though you know the type of people i am talking about um and that's because so much of mainstream society is made specifically to function for able-bodied heterosexual cisgender white folk uh, and preferably those with a nice fat bank account too um and even when we don't fit those molds we can feel completely outside of society and the world as we know it um we can feel alien And I think that's why there is so much culture that revolves around outer space um, and other worlds, you know, of alien beings that explores marginalized identity in some way as well. Um, It taps into our own sad little planets and the divides and disconnect that exists within it. Um, And I think that by reflecting on our world and our society, From the stars and remote planets, we can inspect and attack systemic issues from a safe distance. You know, it applies a certain level of fantasy to it all so that we can still engage with difficult subject matter, but in a way where it's like, nah, but it's okay. We're doing it from the stars. It's a safe distance. Um, and that brings us to a really interesting and powerful genre of, uh, of space culture, shall we say, known as Afrofuturism. Um, and I'm going to be talking about that loads today because, um, you know, Black Lives Matter still isn't over. Um, it's going to carry on and carry on. Um, and rightly so, you know, and it's an important thing to just not forget that, This is a protest that deservedly should and will continue until there is justice and until there is actual systemic change uh, to the systems that are in place. Um, So I'm going to be focusing a lot on Afrofuturism today as a way of celebrating Black culture and particularly Black culture, uh, an aspect of it which really explores you know um black identity and issues in society um that's a prejudice against uh black people um and i do it in this really interesting way that makes it sci-fi and fantasy um but yeah you're gonna learn all about it in the next half an hour or so um so this genre uh it's more of a movement as well really and it can be applied to just about every type of culture going It pops up in music, literature, art, movies, TV shows, books, you know, everything you could think of. And it's basically a cultural movement which uses sci-fi themes um, that incorporate black history and culture in a way that reflects on modern societal issues. And in doing so, Afrofuturism provides a poignant commentary on modern life and politics via a fantasy futuristic lens. So within that, we're talking about stories like Black Panther, A Wrinkle in Time, Octavia E Butler's Kindred, uh, Tomi Adeyemi's Children of Blood and Bone. Um, they're all Afrofuturistic works, as is um, the work of artists like Ellen Gallagher and Wangenchi Mutu. Um, there is so much, like there's a wealth of art and um, and storytelling to be discovered out there in Afrofuturism. And if you're into sci-fi or fantasy, like I really urge you to delve beyond Black Panther and get into it because there's some phenomenal work out there by by Black artists. Um, and there's also a glorious wealth of Afrofuturist music to enjoy, too. And we're about to play a sweet double bill of two of the OGs of Afrofuturist music right here, starting with space obsessed jazz legends, Sun Ra, with Somewhere in Space. <laughs>
3: I've returned to claim the fear oh, me. Even your memory banks haven't got this far. Mother ship connection. What? Home of the people the bomb. Get your head in the right place, and the right mindset. Doing it in. I'm my sunglasses here so I can see what I'm doing. So good is good to me. Low, time to move on. Light years and time ahead of our time. Free your mind, come fly.
0: Yeah, that was Mothership Connection Star Child by Parliament, a band led by the very, very super funky legend George Clinton, who was inspired by the space age creativity of Sun Ra, um, but also by things like Star Trek and Jimi Hendrix, who was also, uh, you know, very into exploring um, kind of space age ideas um, in his music. Parliament's uh, joyful brand of space funk serves up a future where black astronauts explore new worlds. As Clinton puts it, quote, Afronauts capable of funkatizing galaxies. (laughs) Um, And before that was the incredible and hugely influential Sun Ra, um, who explored the vast potentials of space via cosmic free jazz that makes you feel as though you're sitting amongst the stars when you hear them you know um I don't know what it is about their music but when they do it in a way that's you know about space and about galaxies and about exploring the outer reaches of the universe like I feel like I'm in that ship with them (laughs) um they really tell a story with their music and it is powerful um And I just recommend that if you ever feel a little bit stressed out, um, of an evening or a morning, just put on some sunroar and let them take you to a different planet. Um, and they will, like, they're so chill, so cool, um, and I don't think I've ever heard a bad piece of music by them. Um... In 1972, um, Sun Ra's seminal album Space Is The Place even inspired a movie um, written by the band in which Sun Ra colonized a new planet which they travel to via the power of music. And I can believe it, folks. Uh, I have traveled to new planets via the power of their music many a time. <laughs> um, and Afrofuturist music has continued to be huge ever since... Uh, with many spectacular black artists such as Africa Bambata, Erica Badu, Outkast, and Flying Lotus finding inspiration in futuristic visions and sci-fi narratives, um, and I'm going to play two more spectacular modern Afro-futurist joints from contemporary artists that I absolutely love. This is "Astronaut" by Quasimodo Madlib.
3: Check it out. Out. You ain't no astronaut. What's y'all talking about? You ain't no astronaut. You ain't no astronaut. But we've been out
2: there in orbit. And walked further than the moon, ain't we? Tender one of you found the dude.
1: Found the dude.
2: Straight you was good as me. What a beat up more angel than me. Anyway.
3: Ain't gonna pull no train on you. Damn. Yeah,
2: man. wild.
3: No freight train anyway. Maybe one or two after the surprise Eve. He's first because it's his party. First as far as they'll know anyway. And it's how it look like rain tonight anyway. Dump, dump,
1: dump, 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 come on. Come on. You like to be going somewhere? somewhere the girlfriend don't move me.
2: She lying, I'm telling you. Who you gonna believe? Her or me? You it. ain't no astronaut, but we've been out there in All orbit it. and walk further than the moon, ain't <laughs> we? Hey, who wants to be full of regrets when no father time taps? Life don't give no me. <laughs>
1: One, if you found found a, dude, a dude,
2: found a dude, that can straighten you as good as me Wouldn't be no more angel than me Anyway, anyway,
1: <laughs> anyway
2: Yeah, we been out there in orbit And walked further than the moon, ain't we? Ain't we? Just between you and me, you and me, you and me, you and me,
3: you and me, you and me, you and me, you and me you.
0: didn't quite catch that. Where was he born? Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That was the amazing Shabazz Palaces with Moon Whip Quaz and that song is part of a double sci-fi epic release from 2017 about a traveller coming to earth from space and attempting to understand the modern world. Um, The first album from that release, uh, Quasars vs the Jealous Machines, was loosely inspired by the way that society is overly connected to and dependent on devices and social media to a point of no return. Um, Meanwhile, the second album, Quasars Born on a Gangster Star, um, reflected more upon African-American identity and feeling alienated as part of that identity within the United States. Um, And that's something that I really love about all sci-fi stuff and particularly Afrofuturist narratives is that it's a genre and movement which manages to delve into and inquire about the political while providing a safe nurturing distance by which we can engage with those narratives via a fantasy. Um, symbolism and metaphors and creativity and imagination can be incredible tools for interrogating societal issues in a manner that doesn't force us to engage directly with the issue. Um, sometimes issues like these or you know about anything that can unearth deep trauma can be triggering in small or major ways um when we do kind of interact with it or even if we make it ourselves um but by embedding it within a creative response these issues can be easier to navigate and to think about and to digest you know it's uh (coughs) excuse me my allergies babies my allergies um I have completely lost where I was. Um, Yeah, so, like, it's like when you have a medicine that's really disgusting, you know, but uh, you get a little bit of sweet in there with it. It goes down a treat. The old Mary Poppins technique, you know what I'm talking about? Um, And having said that, though, you know, as good as it is to kind of find creative ways to soften the blow of some very, very difficult issues um, within a narrative... Um, There's also nothing wrong with just being completely upfront and direct with the ways that you talk about the injustices in society. And when you're serving up political takedowns, you know, sometimes you don't want to bury it behind a wall of symbolism um, or imagination. You just want to be upfront and you want to spit it how it is. Um, And you know what? It's good for the souls, honeys. It's so good for the soul. Um, And this next track is a great example of that. Um, This is um, a phenomenal protest poem from the late 60s, um, from the late great Gil Scott Heron about the true unseen costs of the United States winning the space race. You know, everybody was so happy. They put man on the moon, Uh, but you know what? That's a spenny thing to do. And they're taking the money from somewhere. um, This is Whitey on the Moon that breaks down exactly where that money got taken.
3: We have a poem here. It's called Whitey on the Moon. (laughs) And uh, it was inspired. It was inspired by some Whiteys on the Moon. (laughs) So I want to give credit where credit is due. (laughs) Uh, A rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bills, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. You know, the man just up my rent last night, cause Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. I wonder why he's upping me, cause Whitey's on the moon? Well, I was already giving him 50 a week, and now Whitey's on the moon. Taxes taking my whole damn check, the junkies make me a nervous wreck. The price of food is going up, and as if all that crap wasn't enough, a rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell, and Whitey's on the moon. Was all that money I made last year for Whitey on the moon? How come I ain't got no money here? Hmm, Whitey's on the moon. You know, I just about had my bill of Whitey on the moon. I think I'll send these doctor bills, air mail special. Whitey on the Moon.
1: mary have you heard the news you got to wake up mary you got to write I got to make my peace, I got to move on uh, I know you love me, but I'm still gone uh, I know you love me, still gone uh, I know you love me, but I'm still gone I got to make my peace, I got to move and on Just wake up, Mary
0: that was Janelle Monae with Sally Ride um and obviously Janelle Monae is an absolute Afrofuturist goddess who has brought out so many amazing albums that stem from that movement and are an incredible core part of the modern Afrofuturist movement too um and they explore sci-fi narratives within her music and Sally Ride is probably one of my favorite tracks by her, and it's less Afrofuturist um, than a lot of the rest of her work. Um, and it's more of a direct tribute to an incredible Black woman by the name of Sally Kirsten Rhodes. Um, Sally was the first African American woman to travel to space in 1978 at the age of just 32 years of age, um, which is an incredible accomplishment, uh, you know like even just the age alone like that is young to be an astronaut especially at that time um and it's also worth noting that Sally Ride was also the first lesbian to go to space uh technically um although she was never publicly out as a lesbian um something which may not have actually been her choice to make. Um, A 2014 story in the American Prospect suggested that seven years after RIDE had gone to space, that NASA had tried to quietly order a working group of physicians to declare homosexuality, a psychiatrically disqualifying condition that would exempt astronauts from entering space. Um, Thankfully the rule didn't end up going through but it is very telling that they tried Um, and to this day there hasn't been an open member of the lgbtqia plus community in space um regardless nasa maintains that it doesn't discriminate on the basis of sexual orientation uh which is a thing that we have to say um (laughs) to cover our backs you know because you know that nasa be listening to lockdown at the disco every week um but I mean, damn, can we just get a rainbow flag on Mars already, please? Like, it is time. Um, anyway, moving on. I'm playing this next track for our Anna, a comics youth. Um, and she requested it. And who am I to say no? Who am I to say no? This is such a jam. Uh, this is Ash with girl from Mars.
2: Do you remember the time when you were girl from Mars? I would stay up like playing cards and you were say cigars And she never told me her name I still love you, the girl from <laughs> Sitting in a these days by the water's edge On a cool summer night Fireflies and stars in the sky, gentle blowing light A cigarette, the breeze blowing softly on my face reminds me of something else, something that in my memories has been misplaced. Suddenly, all comes back, and as I look to the stars, I remember the time. The us cigars,
1: but she never told me her name I still love you to go Head in the end, thinking, should I wait here or make my way home? You said go, you said go, thinking up problems that don't exist, why do I let myself dream like this? We're floating away, my body's in space. It's
0: Meteor Shower by Cave Town, and it was requested by our in-house resident Cave Town fanatic Lucas M, who is continuing to prove that Cave Town well and truly have a tune for just about every theme we've handled on this show so far. <laughs> and uh, that's us done for another week, folks. I hope this episode has been a cosmic dream, my little space monkeys. Um, on next week's episode, we're gonna crunch some leaves get out the pumpkin spice and the chai lattes and eat cinnamon buns till we burst because we're going to be bringing in and celebrating the arrival of my favourite season, autumn. Um, You can smell it in the air at the moment, can't you? You know, the leaves are slowly changing and falling and the temperature is dropping and I just want to get snug and cosy and just watch Gilmore Girls 24-7, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, So, For next week's episode, I want to know your song requests for tunes that make you feel autumnal and cosy. You know, what songs feel like a snug, warm hug to you? Like, what tunes, like, make, just feel like a big, lovely jumper? Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I have synesthesia, (laughs) so, um, this is something I've only really discovered in the past few months. I didn't realise that, uh, you know... It's one of them where you describe what happens in your head and you think everyone else has it and then someone goes nope that ain't that's not a thing that most people have um i I mostly get it in like shapes and textures um when i listen to music that's how i it like comes through as like a taste sometimes um or a crunchy feeling um but sometimes they come through as colors and a lot of music that i describe as autumnal comes through as like brown, like an orangey brown, um, you know, uh, it's autumn, autumn songs, um, do you have a song that you see as being that colour? Tell me about it, tell me what song that is and I will play it, um, so yeah, basically, the tunes that make you feel like you're being wrapped in a massive duvet while your best pals drink warm spiced apple tea with you, let's put it that way, shall we, um, and please, don't be giving me any spooky Halloween requests just yet. We're saving those treats for the entire month of October when lockdown at the Disco will be dedicating every single episode that month to the spooky, the eerie, the haunted, the horrifying, the camp and the ghoulish. Yes, honey, we are getting spooky in October. And I hope you all join me in celebrating that because Halloween. It ain't just a day, honey. It's an entire month. It's a whole thing. If I could have it all year, I would do. Um, so until then, remember, everything is not cool. But it can be. Stay safe. Stay sassy. And keep watching those stars, will ya? Bye. I'm
1: an alligator. I'm a mama papa coming for you. Space Invader I'll be a rock and rollin' bitch for you